0: It's Good Canada, I'm Peyton Smith and this is The Stew. With Canada's food system continuing to grow and innovate, understanding what information is credible, who to trust, and how to feed ourselves and our families can be incredibly confusing. That's why I'm here, to share relevant information on food topics you care about most, with the help of experts. Dr. David Burton is a soil scientist, Dalhousie Distinguished Research Professor, and Director of Dalhousie Centre for Sustainable Soil Management. In 2021, he was made a Fellow of the Canadian Society of Soil Science. Over the past 30 years, Dr. Burton's research has examined the role of the soil environment in influencing the nature and extent of microbial metabolism in soil. His focus has been on the soil nitrogen cycle in the context of soil fertility and environmental impact. His current research programs involve an examination of the production and consumption of greenhouse gases in natural and agricultural landscapes, the development of tools for the measurement of soil nitrogen supply to plants, the influence of climate on soil biological processes, and the assessment of soil health. It is the aim of this work to better understand the factors that control soil microbial processes and to use this information to develop sustainable land management systems in a changing climate. Okay, let's dive in. If you could please introduce yourself, where you're talking to us from, and then share your pronouns.
1: I'm Dr. David Burton. I'm I'm uh, coming to you from Dalhousie University, uh, the Center for Sustainable Soil uh, Management at Dalhousie University. Uh, and my pronouns are he him.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you, David, and so glad to have you on today. I reached out to you about dirt. Yeah, dirt. You guys heard it. Um, Now, this may not seem like the most interesting topic to the average Canadian, but think about it. Everything we do, everything we eat comes from the soil. And I do have a degree in agriculture, but I can barely scratch the surface on the complexities and the importance of soil. So that's why we have you, the expert. To start off strong, what is soil at the most basic level? What is it made up of?
1: Well, soil is fascinating. I just suggest that it might not be interesting to everyone. I don't know. I think it's very
0: fascinating.
1: (laughs) I'm a soil scientist. So... I'm not going to use a technical definition of what soil is. I'm going to use a more practical definition of what soil is. And soil is really where the earth and the atmosphere and water all meet in the presence of biology. And what happens is all of those factors uh, interact to create this environment, one of the most diverse and, and plentiful environments on our planet that provides all kinds of really important services for us, like nutrients to plants, cleans our water, maintains our atmosphere, uh, is a huge host of biodiversity. So that's what soil is. It's a living environment.
0: And in particular for Canada, how did soil form? Like how did our layers of soil form um, and where did it come from?
1: Well, about ten to 12,000 years ago, we're all covered in these large glaciers. They were a kilometer of ice on top of us. And they were like a huge bulldozer. And they scratched the surface of the rock and caused the rock to crumble. And, and as those glaciers retreated, they just deposited that, that material in various uh, shapes and sizes and locations and moved things around. And that's from where our soil started. Uh, and what happened is over uh, those ten to 12,000 years, as a function of the shape of the land, the kinds of vegetation that was growing, uh, um, the, 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 the presence of rainfall, the type of parent material, particular salt foil, soils formed, in particular regions of Canada and and the way we as soil scientists can characterize those soils are by the various layers or what we call horizons that form. And sometimes if you're driving along the road and you'll see a, what we call a road cut where they've cut away the soil, you can see some of those layers. Because sometimes they're really bright and beautiful like in, in Prince Edward Island we'll see we'll see podzols where we see these beautiful white and red strips of those soil horizons. And that's really formed as a result of the water moving through the soil over that 10,000 year period.
0: How many different types of layers are there? Is it like just numerous and infinite or
1: Well, no, they're not numerous and infinite. There's a, there's a lot of them. There's there's mm-hmm. uh, I think 13 orders of soil that we identify in Canada, and there's others in other Parts of the world that are associated with deserts and things like that, but uh, those, those all, each of those orders has a diagnostic horizon, a horizon that's typical for that particular soil. For example, in Prince Edward Island, uh, we have podzolic soils, and they have a podzolic Bf horizon, uh, that red layer, right? So, 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 uh, in general, we have about a dozen or so different kinds of soil in Canada.
0: When you bring up the PEI red soil, all I think is what I. Pi dirt shirt. When I visited, I have like this shirt and it's this beautiful little peach salmon red color. Um, and it got dyed from the soil is my understanding. Um, I'm sure a yep. tourist tourist attraction, no doubt, but I quite like the t-shirts. <laughs> yep. Um, so those layers, how far deep down does the soil go like into the earth from our surface down?
1: Well, it, it depends a little bit on the soil. Some soils okay. that have, have, uh, materials that aren't very, permeable that may only be a few inches the soil mm-hmm. might be shallow shallow only a few inch, inches but in other places like in prairie canada um this, this, this old, the soil the the part of the profile that we call soil can be a, a meter or two meters deep okay because there's been more water movement there's more development of that soil the yeah. horizons that i'm talking about are usually about Four to six inches deep, but they can they can be deeper. So soil is relatively shallow with respect to the surface of the earth. It's a very thin layer, but it does does a lot for us.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so just in communicating with farmers and doing my job every day, I hear about different soil types, so sandy loam or clay loam. and what are the types of soil that we have in Canada, and what are the like those classifications mean?
1: Okay. So when you talk about a sandy loam or a clay loam, that's actually talking about the texture of the soil. That's okay. the relative amount of sand, silt, and clay. So that's not really a soil type. That's a soil texture. It's very important oh, because it determines it. water drainage and, and those sorts of things. But when we talk about soil type, we'll use words like uh, a Charlottetown series. And, and what, that, what that means is there's a series of horizon formation that is typical of that area. And uh, the top of the hill will be a little bit different from the bottom of the hill. And it recognizes that association of series of soils that occur. And that's the kind of thing we can find on soil maps. Uh, The old classic soil reports are now digitally we have access to these soils reports where a person can look up and look in their particular area and tell them what soil series uh, is in that area. And that soil series tells them a lot about the kinds of horizons that are there, the mm-hmm. amount of organic matter, so a broader range of things rather than simply soil texture.
0: Got it. Okay, you brought up organic matter. What does that mean?
1: So organic matter is the is the dead plant residue and material that finds its way into soil, the dying roots, the dying, organ, dying plant tissue. And it's really, really important because it's, it's the, the, the glue that allows all the various particles to form together and form what we call aggregates that form the structure of soil that allow structure, the soil to function. Much like if you think of, about a brick house, you have the, the bricks of mortar, which are the soil yeah. particles, or the, the bricks, which are the soil particle, but the organic matter is like the mortar that holds those bricks together and makes sure there's windows and doors so the soil becomes functional uh, as an entity. Plus, that organic matter has a double role in that it's the food for the bacteria. The bacteria break down that organic matter and release nutrients so the plants can take them up uh, and prevents all of the organic matter that we add to soil from simply accumulating. Right? It, break down, it breaks down year after year, and and that's that's the food for the bacteria.
0: Okay. And as you speak about the organic matter, the question I have is. You hear soil talked about being alive, and you mentioned that earlier. So it is alive, and what does that really mean, and how does it give those nutrients to our flowers and our food?
1: It's incredibly alive. It's, it's one of the most diverse environments on this planet. Uh, and so, so much of we don't really appreciate that life because much of that life is very, very small. Right. And it's hard to see, uh, and and so so most of the work that's done in soil are done by very small organisms, bacteria, and fungi, and what they do is they take that organic matter and they eat it for food. Okay. Uh, but they but they are eating it mostly to get the carbon and energy than that is in that food. So some of the nutrients that are in that food are, they don't need. So they they'll excrete them into the environment. And that's what becomes plant food. food. So Hmm. that's, that's how they provide the nutrients to the plants, is by using the energy in the organic matter and getting rid of the nutrients. And of course, plants, because they have sunlight, they don't need energy, they need nutrients. So there's a beautiful symbiosis there.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Talk to me about the worms. What do they do for the soil? And is it true that there's actually more creatures below the dirt than above?
1: Oh well, species-wise, yes. I, uh, the soil is one of the most diverse habitats on the planet, more so than right. even the tropical rainforest. But earthworms are amazing creatures. They're the tillers of soil. Okay. They're the ones that that move the soil around. They create channels that allow uh, the the soil to drain water to drain from the soil. But they ingest that soil and mix it with organic matter and make it available to the bacteria. They speed decomposition, re- speeding the release of nutrients to the plants. They're really fascinating creatures, and they process really vast amounts of, of, of soil. One of the things that we often don't realize is that Charles Darwin, mm-hmm. most of his writings were about earthworms. That was oh, okay. what he considered himself to be an expert in earthworms. Yeah, uh, this, this, this evolution thing was just a sideline for him. He's really <laughs> an earthworm guy.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so— it's clear to me why farmers need to care about the soil in order to have a healthy and profitable crop. But our listeners, the general Canadians, why should they care about listening today and care about the soil in general?
1: Well, only those listeners who eat should be rewarded. Oh, got it. it got we'll it. just narrow it down <laughs> to just the people who eat uh, because soil is very important to sustaining our food production. It's also sustaining our our water. It cleans our water. So maybe I'll add to that, not only the people who eat, but also the people who drink water need to be worried about soil. So all of us, we all have to be worried about soil because it is what really sustains uh, our food production systems, our air quality, and and our our water quality. And so those functions that those bacteria and those fungi and soil do are all involved in in, in the processes that allow the soil to, to continue to produce those things.
0: Now, I would assume that many of the people that are listening today, their like main connection to soil um, on a daily basis is their gardens. So you mentioned that um, the earthworms kind of aerate the soil, and it just it spiked my interest. When we have those people that come through our neighborhoods and they we pay them to aerate our lawn and dig those little tiny holes in, is that this kind of a same similar function as to what the earthworms are doing?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Ah, very they're, they're they're metal earthworms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and is there anything we can do to uh, save money and not do that procedure and increase the amount of worms that are in our lawn? Anything we can do to encourage them?
1: Earthworms like diversity. And so one of the challenges we have in the, the typical uh, urban land, uh, lawn is that it's one species of grass. Right. With lots of, lots of fertilizer, lots of uh, fungicides and herbicides mm-hmm. and things to make sure it stays one. And that's that's not going to encourage the the uh, the earthworms. I mean, one good thing about it is we don't disturb it very much. We don't till right. it up very much. And that, that helps the earthworms establish. But all those inputs and in the, the one species of grass are not really what the earthworms like. They'd like more diversity in different kinds of plants, different kinds of roots and that sort of thing.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so... Overall in Canada, how healthy is our soil? Are we doing anything about our soil health as a country?
1: It's not as healthy as it once was. Okay. It's not as healthy as it should be. Okay. (laughs) So, so, um, no, soil health is a concept that just sort of really arose in the public's mind in the last five or ten years. But I think I'm really thankful that it has because we used to simply think of soil in terms of its chemical composition. Mm-hmm. But now soil health is a concept that involves both biology and physical nature of the soil as well as the chemistry. And it's a more broader, more encompassing concept of how soils function. And soil health is very much about soil function. And one of the really good things that's happened is as we start measuring soil function and we identify some of the land management systems and cropping systems that cause a decline in soil function, uh, we're we're able to better focus on how we can fix that. And yes, uh, the health of our soils, uh, in some places in Canada, are starting to compromise our ability to produce crops. They're becoming right. the uh, challenging our crop growth. Our, our soils are becoming too droughty, so if there's not enough rainfall, the crops suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're off. We're a lot better off than other parts of the world where soil degradation or declining soil health can have a very significant impact on crop production, and that's why. Uh, the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization has really highlighted soil health and and stopping the degradation of soils as a real top priority to ensure that we sustain our food production.
0: And are we better off in Canada because of regulations or uh, best practices that farmers abide by?
1: We're mostly better off because we started with such amazing soil. Okay. We were yeah. really, really lucky that we had a gift of the prairie. This, the soils in Prairie Canada are among the best soils in the world. Uh, other parts of Canada, Ontario, Quebec, good soils as well. Nova Scotia, uh, Atlantic Canada, maybe not quite as good as in Ontario and Quebec. So we don't all share the wealth of that, the bounty of the soils. But even our our poorest soils are still quite good, Our were quite good, and and, and they're the our poorest soils are the ones that are being challenged the most right now. Uh, but uh, in Prairie Canada, we, we, we've lost almost half the organic matter that was present when we first colonized the prairies. Um, so that's a very significant loss. But there was so much there uh, to begin with that we can still right. manage to, to farm those systems. Fortunately, we're identifying the fact that we actually now can put organic carbon or put carbon back into soil. People will talk about carbon sequestration as Mm -hmm. a way of dealing with climate change. So take some of the carbon out of the atmosphere, have plants, photosynthesize it and fix it Mm -hmm. with that organic matter back in soil and manage the soil so the organic matter stays there. And one of the beautiful things about that is it does take carbon out of the atmosphere and put it in soil, but it also increases the health of the soil. And so that makes the soil function that much better, makes it much more resilient to things like climate change. Because when we put organic matter in the soil, the soils are able to hold more water, provide more nutrients, so they become more resilient.
0: And when you say put organic matter on the soil, you mean like plants on the soil,
1: right? Yeah, plants. It's mostly plant roots, actually. We we, we harvest the top of the plant, often the grain, but we'll leave straw behind, and that straw will go back into the soil. But also the plant roots, if we leave them undisturbed, they're very good at making soil organic matter.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so we've kind of heard about what the farmers can do and what they are doing in Canada. Is there anything that Canadians, like the average consumer, can do to increase soil health, and whether that be in their own homes, on their own gardens, or anything bigger picture for the Canadian food system? Anything that we can action items that we can take home?
1: Absolutely. Uh, okay. The Canadian the Canadian food consumer consumers are one of the most important decision makers on how our soils are managed. Perfect. Okay. What 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 we choose to buy uh, has a very important influence on what kinds of practices occur on the farm. Mm-hmm. So as we go through the supermarket, if we're much more conscious on on where our products come from and how they were produced, and ensure that we, we pr- purchase foods that were sustainable, sustainably mm-hmm. produced, produced in a way that the the capacity of the soil is being maintained. Uh, we can have a profound impact on how soils are managed. A lot of farmers know how to manage their soil better, but not can't necessarily afford it. Right. Uh, so we need the consumer can help the producer to to afford to practice better management, uh, improving soil management practices.
0: And then I think about my own my own little green compost bin that gets picked up every week if I did some research and I had some time and I wanted to put forth the effort, is composting at home any better than letting the municipal recycling plant do it?
1: Well, I, I think that that's a complex calculation that depends mm. on how many, how many miles from your compost, your green composter to right. where they're recycling. And so there's all kinds of issues there. If in a very dense community, like like uh, uh, Toronto or, or Montreal, probably, it's very efficient to pick up that compost and process it centrally. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you live in a very rural area, it would probably be more efficient for you to do it on your own, on your own property. Um, and so, so, yeah, there's there's not there's not a, a single answer there.
0: <laughs> okay, so finally, a question that we will ask or have been asking every guest on the stew, and it can be related to our topic today, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. If you could have the ears of every Canadian, what do you wish they knew about the Canadian food system?
1: Well, we've gone through decades where we really were emphasizing on how much food we could produce, maximizing Mm -hmm. yield. And I think as we think about soil health, uh, we're increasingly thinking about the quality of the food that we produce and the processes that produce that food. And that's what I think the, the Canadian consumer needs to be thinking about is, is as they're buying that that turnip or that potato or that cucumber, how is it produced? And what's mm-hmm. the quality of that product? Not just it's how much of it. We shouldn't be focusing on just how much. We should be focusing on the quality of our food production system and sustainability, and And the consumer has a really critical role in, in, in doing that. And so every time we walk into the grocery store or the farmer's market, uh, we should be thinking about that. How am I reinvesting in, in the sustainability of my food production system? Because as a consumer, our decisions are the most important decisions in terms of determining how that's going to go in the future.
0: And is one of the ways looking for locally grown products, such as everything from Canada, or? Uh,
1: it, it can be, it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, locally, obviously, there's less fuel used in transporting it, and you're also supporting your, your, your local economy and creating jobs. And that's all really good. Uh, part of the food production system there are some types of foods that you simply can't produce locally so because right. it's it's from away from a, a long distance doesn't necessarily mean it has a large carbon footprint but mm-hmm. you should be asking that question are my bananas is it is it is it appropriate for me to buy these bananas or should i be buying something locally instead so that's an important question to ask uh, and, and ask, ask the produce manager and, and, and get, get the, the store owners saying, hey, my customers are really worried about where this comes from. I better put a sign up that says it comes from Saskatchewan or something like that. Because as we demand more of that information, it will communicate up to the food system that that's what the consumers are looking for. And that will influence what those uh, com- companies buy and where they buy it from
0: interesting okay so definitely some action items to take home um i want to say thank you so much for your time david uh hopefully our listeners have a better understanding of the dirt below their feet and uh it's important to the canadian food system so thank you and have a great day
1: okay thank you very much
0: That was a great conversation with Dr. Burden, and it was super interesting to hear his insights on how important soil health is to our Canadian food system, as well as just the food that's in our grocery stores every day. I did find it very interesting about how worms like diversity in our gardens, and it's maybe something that we should take home and focus on this spring. Tune in next week for an episode of The Stew.